Hey everyone, I hope you're all having a great week. I wanted to discuss a very important concept tonight, a powerful truth that applies to all of us, to everyone that's so embedded in the human experience. And it's so intertwined in the spiritual journey of life, what we're going to talk about, that it's something we really all go through, but it's not necessarily ever understood or explained. Yet, if we did understand it a bit more and we did explain it a bit more, it would help us a lot on our journeys up. So we all have moments where we find the courage to try something new, right? To do something important, to do something that we know we need to do. That's good for us, that we finally grew the discipline and willpower and resolve to execute on. And sometimes when we do, we start to see wins relatively early. We start to feel like we're gaining at the outset, right? Right at the beginning, we feel good, we see results, and we start to experience a set of wins. And what a feeling, right? There's times where you always knew you needed to do that diet, right, to heal your condition, or you had to exercise to improve your health. And finally, you started eating well, you started exercising, you're a month in, and you're seeing great results. Or spiritually, you knew you had to kick this bad habit, right? Like an anger issue or addiction or whatever. Or, or start that good habit, like going to shul more, praying more, learning more Torah. And suddenly you're locked in, you're in the zone, you're a month in enjoying all the benefits. And this time where this momentum really builds itself unencumbered, right? We finally see success in an area of life that we've been fighting for, that we've been striving for. And the momentum's really starting to build and it starts to seem sustainable. And when it finally seems like the momentum, this new level, the progress is here to stay, you know, where we're invincible and we're bulletproof and we're in the flow, suddenly we fall. <laughs> and, and it could be a small setback or it could be a massive drop, right? Due to things either in our control or out of our control. But nonetheless, it happens and it derails us, right? Uh, a person goes on vacation. So they lose the diet for a week and then can't seem to get back on, right? Or a person gets sick. So he can't hit the gym for a week and afterwards he just doesn't have the motivation to get back. We've all experienced this and in all areas, right? Maybe you're finally in a flow in work. Sales are coming in, customers are all responding positively, doors are opening easily, almost miraculously, right? And it's a beautiful feeling, it's a beautiful flow state. And then like after a month or six weeks of uh, record sales, everything stops, right? The music just stops, things dry up. Sales are difficult now, the buyers are less responsive. There's issues with the product. What's going on here, right? What's happening? Well, there's a lot of, there's many spiritual forces at play, right? In all these scenarios. And I'll start with an analogy. When a child walks into a candy store, how does the storekeeper pique the interest of the child to create a sale? Well, he gives the little boy or little girl a small piece of chocolate, right? A little taste or maybe a candy. And when the little boy when the little boy experiences this incredible flavorful delight, the child wants more, right? Only then the storekeeper, you know, gently reminds the child, oh, $3 per bag, a kind way of saying, you have to pay for that, my dear. See, the storekeeper gives a taste to the child to show the child the wondrous enjoyment, the gladness, the satisfaction that comes from his offering, from his candy. So the child is willing to work for more, so to speak, namely to pay, to have more of it in his life. Well, it's the same thing with us and Hashem, right? Hashem knows what's best for us. More beautifully, Hashem wants what's best for us. So let's say Hashem's looking down, right, in his infinite mercy and kindness and generosity and observes this child of mine would thrive if he ate healthier. 
Right? This child of mine would thrive if he exercised. This, this child of mine would thrive if he became more observant of the Torah and the mitzvot and the practices. He would thrive if he was doing well in work. And I want to give him all these things. Right? Hashem then says to himself, so to speak, but if I just give him all of these things at once in a blink of an eye, it wouldn't be good for him. It may lead to arrogance or burnout, right? Because we all know how too much success too fast, especially unearned, is dangerous to a person, right? It's like putting too much electricity into a component that can't handle it. It just destroys it. It blows up. So Hashem's looking down and saying, I want to give all this to my child, but my child needs to earn it, so to speak, slowly, sustainably, in a way that will be healthy to this person's long-term success and well-being. But... Hashem wants to motivate us to pursue it, right? To pursue it with physical hishtadlut through action and spiritual hishtadlut, like prayer. So what Hashem does, like the storekeeper in the candy store, is give us a little taste. Hashem gives us a little look into what the thriving success looks like and feels like and what it requires and what it entails so that we can see that we have it in us and then desire to, to create it for us. Right? To, to, Hashem's trying to encourage us by showing us we can achieve our goals. We can execute our visions. We do have discipline. We do have willpower. We do have abilities. Right? By Hashem helping us get a taste of being consistent on a diet or consistent in the gym or consistent in religious practice or consistent in work, right? Productive, performing, flowing. We're proving to ourselves that it's in us and it can be tapped into, and it can be brought out. And once we realize that, Hashem gently nudges us like a storekeeper and says, if you'd like some more, my dear child, you need to keep the course, put in more effort, more work, invest more in yourself, keep growing. And that's what's beautiful about this. And, and what's really beautiful about it is we don't need to be discouraged when we fall now. Hashem gave us a fiery spark as a free gift on loan to get us going, right? Like a startup investment that pays itself back over time or a loan to get us started. And once we get started, while it might seem like we fall now, right? When the loan expires, it's not the case. We're only paying back the loan, temporarily decreasing the bank account, right? With the same potential and energy and resources to build the bank account back. So when we quote unquote fall off the diet or fall out of the gym or fall off the spiritual path or fall out of the workflow, we didn't really fall, we just paid back a loan. We just have a temporary drop in the account and we just need to build it back. So what's the difference now between the before and after? We know we can do it. Now we know we can thrive. Hashem gave us the gift of realizing we can thrive. What's also nice about the spiritual concept, the spiritual fact of this reality is that it proves to us that what's meant for us will come, right? Sometimes in response to prayer and effort, and sometimes through no reason at all, by the way, just mercy, Hashem just infuses us with this extra energy to help us thrive. And that's because Hashem not only wants to give us what's best for us, He makes sure we get what's best for us. Hashem makes sure that we get what's meant for us. And all the sages talk about this, by the way. Chovot Elavot says a person never has to worry about where his money's gonna come from. If a person loses his job, God forbid, or loses a fortune, or can't decide which job to take, Kovot Levot says it doesn't matter. Don't worry, because it doesn't matter to Hashem. <laughs> Hashem has infinite ways of getting you your livelihood. Hashem has infinite ways to give you your parnasa, and nothing and no one can stop him. If it's meant for you, then it's meant for you. And if it's meant for you, you're going to get it. If it's yours, no one can touch it. Hashem determines how much you're going to make, 
And no one can steal, cheat, or take away from you what's not theirs and vice versa. And while it might look like that, right? While it might look like you could steal or a person can take what's not theirs or people lose what's theirs, it's all a facade. At the end of the day, money ends up where it's meant to go. Period. End of story. And I'll give you a good example, by the way, that's relevant to our time of year now. Pesach. The Egyptians... Mitzrayim, they, they ruled over the Jews with an iron fist. And when I say this, you have to understand the deep psychological and physical control the Egyptians possessed over the Jews. For 210 years, the Jews were enslaved to a point where they believed they were what the Egyptians made them, to a point where there was no physical possibility of escape. They just didn't have it in them. On top of that, no education, no roles in government or politics, no united front. On top of that, they're surrounded by desert and mountains. They're surrounded by sea. They're surrounded by other borders of other enemies, all while under the thumb of the greatest, most powerful empire of the ancient world. And spiritually, they had no shot. They were on the 49th level of Tumah. They weren't only in Egypt. Egypt was inside of them. And there were spiritual forces at play well as well that kept them enslaved. Wouldn't you say there's no chance for this people to leave, to walk out the front door? But what happened? Hashem broke every physical and spiritual rule in existence and got the people out. Why? Because it was meant for them. And what's meant cannot be stopped. So same with us. And by the way, this teaches us another lesson. The Jewish people went from being the bottom of the barrel, lowest of the low, to the highest and purest of spiritual heights humanly possible at Har Sinai in moments. Then, of course, the Egil, right, which was a drop again. But then there was the Mishkan, which was the rise. Up, down, up, down, and down, up, down we go, right? Sounds familiar? That's our lives. But what do we see? The falls are followed by rises. Why? There's another spiritual fact. Sometimes you need a drop before an ascent, right? You need to go down before you go up. They call it the slingshot phenomenon. No, no, they don't. I just made that up. <laughs> but... But the same way you need to pull back a slingshot to shoot it forward, or, or you need to go down on a trampoline to fly high, right? You jump down to go up. Same with life. Sometimes you need to have that little fall to go higher because where you fell from was so much higher than where you once were that where you fell to is higher than where you last fell to. And sometimes where you fell to is higher than where you once rose to. Think about that, by the way. Slow down, slow down. Let me repeat. When a person is rising, sometimes the person falls. But that drop, that fall from that high level lands the person at a low level that's still higher than his last peak, which means you are now put in a position that's still net higher and your baseline went up, meaning you, you, you're still higher than where you were and you're only gonna rise now even higher. The fall just provided the place to recoup Recollect your skills, recollect your tools, and keep moving. So when you have this full, think, I have the opportunity to go up now. I have the opportunity to create an upward spiral. There's a soul ascent coming. And how do you do that? By continuing to do the right things. Don't let the emotions get in the way. Don't let the yetzer hara make you feel bad, like you fell, you stink, you can't go back, nonsense. Keep doing the right things and have faith. Start fresh. Yesterday does not matter. And when things are going well, same thing. Don't get comfortable. Still do the things that are making you successful and remind yourself to keep in check. Don't get arrogant. Don't get cocky because that's when we fall, right? If the, if the storekeeper sees the children are taking advantage, eating samples of everything in large amounts without respect or regard, that's not nice. That's not good. So stay humble. Stay proper and realize where it's coming from. Hashem. 
It's not you. You're making the effort, by the way, which is creating the vessel for Hashem to give you what, what, what He wants to give you. But you're not behind the results. That, that's all Hashem's business. And when you receive, beautiful. And don't be afraid to lose it either. Trust that Hashem will take care of you and Hashem will provide for you always. Don't be afraid of change. And if things start to change, it's not that your prayers aren't being answered. It's not that Hashem's taking anything away. It's all part of the process of long-term success. It's all part of the ebbs and flows and ups and downs to get to real sustainable success. You don't want to receive success without developing the skills, talents, and abilities necessary to maintain that success. Because then what's it all for? a short stint of fun, a temporary fad of feel-good results. You just want a quick dose of, uh, of success that's not real and, and lasting. No, we want real success. So we need to earn it. We need to develop ourselves into a person who can handle it and grow it and sustain it. So when you feel that temporary drop, have imunah in Hashem, that Hashem knows what He's doing. He, he knows the balance. And have imunah in yourself. Believe that you can and will get back to that level and more. And trust your future self to get there and trust your present self to get the job done of getting you there. Be patient. And really, like we said, just trust in Hashem. Rely on Hashem. It's too much otherwise, by the way. It, it's, it's, it's impossible for a person to truly manage his or her life. It's way too much. It's too overwhelming to put the pressure all on your shoulders. How can a human being, how can a person manage their business, customers, products, licensors, warehouses, factories, production, design, competitors, logistics, and manage their health? Your blood cells, your tissues, your veins, your organs, your muscles, your, your, your bodily functions and senses and systems, and manage your marriage, and manage your spiritual growth, and on and on and on. How, how can a person think about all these things? <laughs> how can a person monitor and manage and worry about all this stuff? You know the answer? You can't. <laughs> he can't. One cannot. We cannot do this all on our own. So we just have to try our best. We have to pray and leave the rest up to Hashem. Hashem's running the whole show. Hashem's managing the whole thing. Don't try to convince yourself that it's you. It's not worth it. Let Hashem handle and you join for the ride. It'll be a fun one. <laughs> and Hashem has mercy. When did Hashem take the Jews out of Egypt? Uh, they weren't worthy. It's when they cried out. So work hard, right? Do Lud, Put in the effort. And cry out and have him on the rest will be taken care of. So, what did we learn? How we must think. Sometimes Hashem gives us a loan, a temporary gift, an investment, an infusion of fire and passion and light and growth and success to help us realize we have infinite power and capability within us. Then Hashem helps us by bringing it back to a level of sustainable growth and maintenance and has this new level be a better, stronger baseline for us to work from, to rise more and more again, to be even better and stronger than ever. And, and we shouldn't get discouraged, right? A lot of people, even on spiritual journeys, they get so good, they get so high, then they fall, they're depressed, then they go all the way off. No, you had the loan, you had the light, you saw the light, you saw you're capable, now you work your way up. Like a trampoline jumper that goes down before up or a bow and arrow that slingshots back before forward, that's what we have to remember. And if we remember this and we keep doing the right things and build back with a vengeance, right? Thinking the right way, productive, constructive, motivated, encouraged when we're temporarily down and humble when we're temporarily up, right? Because everything's cyclical. Everything's gamze ya'avor. This too shall pass. We're going to keep cycling, God willing, upwards and keep spiraling upwards and ultimately experience our sustainable, lifelong success, God willing. Amen. I wish us all to have great success on our journeys. May we learn from the ups and the downs and may we thrive and continue to head towards becoming our best selves. Good night.